Chapter 4. The Blackburn Estate A freshly painted sign had been pounded into the dirt at the end of the long driveway that led to the old Blackburn Estate. Sale. Everything must go. Today only. Nina read out loud. I didn't know anything was left in that old place, Cassidy said. No one has lived there since before we were born. No one would ever dare live there now, Jeff said. At least, not according to the old legend. What legend? Nina asked. Jeff shrugged. It's just an old story about how all the people who's ever lived there disappeared. Disappeared? Nina asked, her voice shaking. People move in, Jeff said, and then they were never seen or heard from again. They just vanished. When he snapped his fingers, Nina flinched. That's just a silly story, Cassidy said. Whatever they're selling, it has to be ancient said Jeff. You're right, Cassidy exclaimed. She slapped Jeff on the back so hard he had to jump forward to catch his balance. We have to go to the sale. Are you nuts? Jeff asked. Why would you want musty old junk from the Blackburn estate? I don't want anything for me, Cassidy told him. But since our classroom is decorated to look more than 100 years old, there might be some old stuff at the estate that we could use. Great idea, Nina said. We don't have time to go on a shopping spree, Jeff argued. We have to practice for the play tryouts. Cassidy patted Jeff on the back again. You just had another good idea, Cassidy said. We can find props for our play, too. The girls grabbed Jeff's elbows and pulled him right up the long driveway. You won't regret this, Cassidy told him. I hope you're right, Jeff said, or you'll be sorry. The Blackburn Estate stood at the end of an old tree-lined gravel drive. Long shadows darkened the way as Nina's, Nina's, Cassidy's, and Jeff's sneakers crunched the gravel. The Blackburn mansion sprawled out like a giant spider's leg. Many windows were boarded over, and loose tiles from the roof flapped into the wind. The tree limbs scraped the house, sounding like a giant fingernails on the chalkboard. Jeff grinned. It looks like a set from one of my favorite monster TV shows. He sold. He told his friends, I wish your play was about scary monsters instead of scary, instead of boring history. Nina stopped, not wanting to go any further. It's not going into any place that looks like a haunted house from a horror movie, she said. What if the stories are true and we never come out? Don't worry, Cassidy said, putting her arm around Nina's shoulders. We face ghosts every day when we're at school. This will be a piece of cake. The kids climbed into the crumbling steps and made their way across the squeaking boards of the porch. The door stood open, so the kids stepped inside. So the inside of the mansion was just as spooky as the outside. Portraits of people dressed in clothes from long ago hung on the walls. It feels like they're watching us, Nina whispered. Jeff and Cassidy looked at the old paintings. Sure enough, when Jeff stopped to the right, the eyes in the portrait seemed to follow him. It's just the way they're painted, Jeff told her. But he didn't sound very sure. May I help you? Jeff, Cassidy, and Nina jumped at the sound of a voice. In the dimly lit hallway stood a tall woman dressed entirely in gray. From the tips of her pointy shoes to the top of her high-neck sweater, even her tightly pulled-back hair was gray. 
My name is Thelma B. Hawkins. I am the caretaker of this residence, the woman told them. We saw the sign, Cassidy said bravely. We thought we could find things for our school. School? Mrs. Hawkins says. What would a modern-day school want in antiques such as these? When the three kids explained how they had decorated their classroom to look like a school from long ago, Mrs. Hawkins' eyes seemed to sparkle. That's not all, Jeff said. We're putting on a play and we need props to show what life was like in the 1800s. For the first time since they've seen her, Mrs. Hawkins smiled. What a wonderful idea, she said. Your school sounds like the perfect place for some of my more unusual pieces. Mrs. Hawkins guided the three kids into the parlor. Her shoes echoed against the hardwood floors. The room was filled with furniture, rugs, and pictures. The room was filled with furniture, rugs, and pictures, but what Nina, Cassidy, and Jeff really liked were the old musical instruments hanging on the walls. As soon as Mrs. Hawkins noticed how interested they were in an old fiddle, she gently removed it from the wall where it hung. Yes, she said, I believe this would be perfect for your play. After all, fiddles were used to entertain the pioneers. Please take it. We could never afford something like this, Nina said politely. Mrs. Hawkins nodded. To be sure, this is an unusual piece and I dare not let just anybody take it. It needs a special home where it can be, shall we say, truly appreciated. Your classroom sounds like just the right place, so please take it as a gift from me. For free? Jeff asked. Mrs. Hawkins smiled and nodded. For free, she said. There is one condition. However, you must also take this dish and keep it near the fiddle. Seems like a silly thing, but the two belong together. Cassidy took the tiny plate Mrs. Hawkins held out. There was nothing special about it except it had a small chip along the edge. Still, the plate felt cold in her hands, and Cassidy wanted to give it back. We'll be sure to keep them together, Nina said before Cassidy could argue. We really shouldn't accept such expensive things, Cassidy said. It's too late, Mrs. Hawkins said as she ushered the kids down the hall and out the front door. These already belong to you. I have a feeling you three will soon understand their true value. And with that, Mrs. Hawkins closed the front door of the Blackburn Estate. When Cassidy paused to look up at the old mansion, a gust of wind blew in her face and ran across the strings of the fiddle in Jeff's hand. Three strange-sounding notes sent shivers down Cassidy's spines. The plate in her hand felt icy and wet. Something is wrong, Cassidy told her friends. Very wrong. Let's get out of here.